The title of tonight's preach is Choices Amongst the Good News and the Bad News. Anyone rebooting or hitting the reset switch for 2022? Anyone stop and consider where the separation of bad old year and the good new year starts? Is it January the 1st? All good questions. I'm really feeling the start to 2022 is going to be about managing expectations. Different years, same thing. Or are we expecting new things but not wanting to change the way we choose to do things? These are some of my thoughts around some choices I want to be more intentional with this year. And I'm avoiding the term New Year's resolutions. I'm unsure about the future, but I'm not concerned. Amen? I will rely on him that is close to me. Always, at all times. I will live and I will love more. I will give even more time to God so He can do a good work through and even with a more effective me. I want to start this year being part of an Acts church, a now go church. And the challenge for us this year is, are we still going to be in the same place we were last year? Still sitting in the same seat, attending the same talks, being in the same place, not moving forward, not moving towards something. If this is you, then you run the risk of stagnation. A pond with no outflow is called a swamp. It means dead water. We need to be on mission this year, not remain as ground crew at home. No, just sitting and listening and listening and listening. Coming but never hearing. Never moving past the coming. Never going out and sharing the good news. Now we know there's no disqualification. We talked about it ad nauseum the whole of last year. Each and every one of you have a life and a fish to bring. You have something so much more powerful. You have a story. And it started with your brokenness and blindness. And perhaps you feel it ended with your salvation. Your eyes open, now you see a glorious day. But you are mistaken if it ends there. That's where so many of us get stuck. There's that place that we ended 2021 hearing of the Ministry of Reconciliation. The main mission, main mission, sharing the good news. We need to share our stories, both about getting saved and how he is still working in and around us all. Where's Monet? 
Monai delivered from addiction. Amen? You all heard my story. I'm saying amen. amen. Leone and Rob's story. Tracy and Tanya Kurtz. Amen. Nigel and Tanya Cameron Davies. Amen. amen. Someone saved from a young age. Perhaps a Johan. Amen. Someone saved recently, like a Shantae. Is Shantae here? Amen still. <laughs> Someone healed and miraculously observed. A child. Dave. Knowing that there's no other way to him. Amen. Again, a place for potential disqualification. Your story not as glamorous as others. Not as newsworthy. You are wrong. Each and every story where God has poured His grace out and let us see again is a perfect delivery vehicle for His message. You are free. You can see. Now you need to share it. Make space for the next part of the story you are being used in. On this side... You may have your jobs. On this side, your family. Behind you, the support. You have us, the church, fellowship, etc. But in front of you, you've got Jesus and the mission. That's the goal. That's the hill you need to conquer. God's mission. Not an easy mission by any standards. We received a lot of prophecy for 2022, and the one standing out for me at the moment is one I'd like Comin to come up and read. She shared it with the prophetic group. It is your and bigger text, if you want to. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, so I do this like, okay. Um, while praying, I felt the Lord show me a piano and highlighting the different white and black notes to me. I felt him say, this year there will be good and bad, pain and joy, suffering and peace, but all these are needed for a beautiful song to rise up from the children of God. I felt him say, Keep on playing. Do not stop. The world needs to hear these beautiful songs coming from my children in all circumstances. You can be sure, no matter what, a beautiful song will come from each one of your lives. Trust me and just keep on playing. I then saw people deeply moved by pianists playing like, playing like a beautiful Bach piece, bringing tears to people's eyes and bringing up emotions and feelings suppressed for long times softening their heart, calloused hearts. But as I looked at the pianist, te tears were also streaming down from his face and he was playing with all that was in him, as if this song was his soul, his pain and joy being poured out before everyone. I felt the Lord say, the song will not sound as beautiful if you leave the black keys out. As I understand, the black notes complement the white notes and makes their sound clearer. How awesome is that? The darker it is, the brighter the light. 
Lastly, um, last night or the previous night, as I prayed, I thought about Jesus weeping at Lazarus' grave. Lazarus' death was not outside of God's control. God could have stopped it, but he chose not to. Lazarus was dead for four days already, the black notes, which made his resurrection, the white notes, so much more beautiful and powerful and pointed people to the Messiah and brought glory to God. But in the middle of all this happening, we see this short statement, Jesus wept. Even though all of this was from God and in his control and plan, when Jesus got to Mary, he was moved and saddened, at, saddened and started weeping along with Mary. The word says, does not good and bad come from the hand of God? Does not the black and the white notes come from God? Even though we go through dark, difficult times, we can know God is in control, but we can also know that he weeps with us and cares for us deeply. He feels with us and he's not a distant God up in the air, pulling strings for his enjoyment. He weeps with us. He is compassionate and kind, slow to anger and abounding in love towards us. This year, just like the pianist with streams of tears running down his face, no matter what happens in our lives, let's keep on playing with all our might so that the world can see and hear God through our beautiful life songs brought to him to glorify him in everything. And then she's got a little heart. Much love. So we read here, bad news for the world, but good news for those who follow God and accept Jesus Christ. Last year, we finished off by declaring that our lives are not defined by our situation. Our lives are defined by who we are in Christ. We are treasured by our Father. We spoke about wanting victory in our lives and how we needed to start thinking about what we were thinking about. Recently, I spent some time going over the book of Daniel and great book for you guys to go through yourselves. Daniel and his God-fearing friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were forced to live in Babylon, far from home and far from the land that God had promised them. I read of Daniel prophesying of terrible trials still to come in the promised land. Whatever the trial was, though, it was always the result of sin. The book of Daniel, for me, paints a portrait of how to serve God faithfully in the middle of such a world and how to persevere in hope, even with no immediate solutions to the problems that are getting us down. Daniel is one of the great champions of the Old Testament. He was besieged, captured, trafficked, persecuted, attacked, thrown to the lions, mocked, and so much more. Yet despite being victimized in a variety of ways, Daniel refused to be a victim. We see one of the keys to this in Daniel 1 verse 8. I think I've got it there, Renee. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. 
quite easy for us to overlook that, especially with rabbinical law and all those sort of things, Old Testament law there. But there's a word there. Daniel resolved. He was resolute. He made up his mind. He made the decision. Thank you for this, honey. She helped me this afternoon. He made up his mind not to compromise. Not to compromise by the situation that had been forced on him. He made the decision not to partake of the things of that place and of those people because he knew they were not good for him. He made the decision not to be a prisoner of bitterness and offense. He made the decision to have faith in God no matter what, even if he did not always have the power over his circumstances. The way Daniel chose to make decisions about the situations he found himself in made all the difference in his life. Instead of being a victim, we read, Daniel was a victor. Instead of suffering all of his days, we see him eventually prospering and succeeding. He faced many challenges and difficulties, but by always trusting in the goodness of God and the truth of the word, Daniel saw the blessing, the provision of the Lord for all his days. Daniel did not let his circumstances influence how he thought about God. He let how he thought about God influence his circumstances. Daniel made up his mind, and we all need to as well. Then the last year we spoke about Paul and how he let us know there is a key to being more than a conqueror and to living in the fullness of Christ. And that is for us not to think like the world thinks. Instead, we are to allow Holy Spirit to help us come and renovate our minds to, so that we start thinking in a way not earthly, but from a kingdom point of view. Colossians 3, 1 to 4. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on the things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. We might have at times let our minds be filled with wrong, perhaps even some negative thoughts. And this takes us to another Bible personality I love, Joseph, the one with the amazing coat and the journey of betrayal. Loved by his father, Joseph was then disowned by his own brothers, cast into a pit, and sold into slavery. And if we stop the story there and look at it, it indeed could look bleak. But read on, and we see in those moments, God was always in control. 
Amen. And in the end, you see how God's hand comes and reveals a rich ending, even if it wasn't so obvious in the beginning. Times may be looking tough, but God. In this moment, God is with us. He wants our eyes on Him, and this is the message to share. They, those who do not know a life with Christ, are fully expecting you to be the mouth that speaks about the first part of Joseph's story. The stories that seem nowadays more noteworthy, newsworthy, the negativity or the people to blame. Or perhaps even to ignore opportunity as if it's someone else's responsibility. But as a follower of Christ, a Christian, little Christ, you have a choice. You can be the mouth that speaks around the great ending, the hope and the plans that God has for you and for me, for us. To speak encouragement over his people. To be the voice that lifts them up and out into the light. To love on his people. Amen. You get to choose to think and act differently. Paul guides us well in this. In Romans 12 verse 2, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Don't normally do this, but in the Greek, first time I think I'm doing it, that word renewing can also be translated as renovation. What Paul is letting us know is that the key to being more than conquerors And living in the fullness of Christ is for us to think not as the world thinks. Instead, we need to allow the Holy Spirit in to come help us renovate our minds so we start thinking about things from a kingdom perspective. If you catch yourself having a negative perspective of things, remind yourself, And as simple as this, no. I'm choosing different. Break the pattern. Ask Holy Spirit to help you catch yourself in wrong thoughts so you can take them captive, cast them down, and replace them with victorious kingdom thoughts. I wasn't going to be long, Skip a bit. My encouragement summary for whatever 2022 brings is points. So if you're taking notes, I will hand them to the leaders afterwards. Number one, make up your mind. Be resolute like Daniel. Choose to make different decisions. Whatever you are bumping into again and again and again, it's all linked to a choice you are making. Break the cycle. Choose differently. 
Number two, change your thinking. Renovate your mind like Joseph. Allow Holy Spirit in to come and work in and through you. Tough one. We had a couple of discussions over the holiday period with a few people around this. Quite an interesting topic for community night. Number three, count the cost before you commit. Luke 14, 25 to 30, the cost of being a disciple. Very hard bit of scripture to work through. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus and turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Will he not first sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? For if he lays a foundation and is not able to finish it, any, everyone who sees it will ridicule him, saying, this fellow began to build and was not able to finish. A little bit later on it finishes, whoever's ears to hear, let him hear. Tough one, I was chatting to Nigel a little bit earlier, coming into this preach or preparing this, I was inclined to leave some of the stuff out. Because some of it is hard to hear, to hold intention. Yes, God does order us to love and love everyone. But yeah, Jesus comes with something in complete opposition to it. And it, it's pointing to the complexity and the completeness that he wants us to devote our lives to him. Something to really salah on. We need to go knowing what sacrifice is required, but never forgetting that it will all be worth it in the end. Number four, do not give up. Persevere. The word comes again and again and again. Number five, keep looking to Jesus. Do not be distracted. Number six, don't stop serving others. The word tells us to let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Number seven, don't stop consuming God's word. Suffering and hopelessness provides all kinds of excuses to neglect God's word. It all starts with the phrase, I can't find the time. Let me tell you, when we stop reading the word, we abandon the one place that we know where to find hope. And we run the real risk of gaining a sick heart. Refuse the temptation to quit opening the Bible. Jeremiah fifteen sixteen says, I didn't give it to Renee. Your words were found and I ate them. And your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. Keep consuming the word of God. 
whether or not it feels like joy and delight. Keep consuming it until it becomes a joy and a delight. It doesn't change our circumstances, but it changes us from the inside out. Number eight, and this I perhaps need to share a bit more on next week because it's quite a long section. But don't stop clinging to Jesus' promises. Maybe another good one for community. Jesus promises us trials, promises us a life. There's a promise of acceptance, a promise of reward, a promise of revelation, a promise of a friendship with God, and a promise of joy. When we look at the future through the lens of 2021, 2020, we can't afford to look at 2022 through the same lens. But we need to look at Jesus' assurances. Through faith, we obtain a glorious hope for what lies ahead. For those that choose to follow Jesus, this is his promise. In closing, in two weeks, the lead and the directing elders are all meeting at Provence and Wellington. We're getting together to hear God's heart for us in this next season via Andrew and the directing elders. And I'm not sure what is in store for us, but I am incredibly excited. I do know we have to prepare ourselves for what is to come. There is a need for us to wake up and pay attention and make a choice. What is your strategy for 2022? Is your life one of clinging to Him and His plans for you? Or is your life about planning out your future here on earth? You need to make a choice. And it is time to count the cost. Worship team can come up, please. I think we found ourselves, I don't think, I know we found ourselves in an amazing place in worship, and I was inclined not to stop it for the word. But I'm really feeling... Coming to a place of worship isn't the airy-fairy, everything feels good. It's about having heard the, the truth, having weighed it up, having made a decision, and yet still coming forward and worshiping, despite knowing that the promise of hope is what pulls us forward, that stands on the sides of us, that bolsters up from behind. Nobody said it was going to be easy. And I think if we look at prophecy, but you don't need much prophecy to see the world is going downhill fast. We need to cling hold, of, cling hold to Jesus. But we also need to share this hope 
We need to stop just hearing the same message again and again and again. We need to bring new people in. We need to show them. We need to reveal the life that He is for everyone. So I want you to stand with me as I pray and then we're going to a, a finish in a time of worship. Father, I'm so amped for 2022 and I know King, you're, you're most probably not interested in a Gregorian calendar. Even when you start or when they end, you are interested in hearts. You're interested in reaching the lost. And Acts 22 Church, Father, is about going and spreading the good news. It's holding tension as well with great discipleship, a, a teaching, a, a growing maturity of individuals. But I pray, Father, that we don't only go out when we think or believe we are perfect. We go out now. We go out imperfect. We go out because you have opened our eyes. You have revealed King to us a portion of eternity and what it is to be able to spend it with you. How to get there through the cross and of the love and the closeness that you promise never to leave us. Why wouldn't we want to share that? Why don't we, like the pianist, hear these words and weep for those that we know have heard but not yet accepted? Why were we not like Jesus, weeping with Mary? While we cling to hope, there's also a loss that we need to feel. Right now, it's not strangers we need to reach out to, necessarily. We all know someone who has refused the call. I'm not saying go out and preach the gospel right away, but let's add them to our prayer list. King, we lift them up right now. We call them up on name. Just in a, that space where you're at right now, where you're standing, just make an appeal to the Lord that there's an opportunity soon for the person to hear again the good news to accept Jesus Christ into their life and then to want to declare it to the rest of the world. King, this is our prayer for 2022 as we make ourselves available as a congregation but also as individuals. Come, King, come use us. I know I want to make the right choices. King, time is few. We, we don't have time to go around the same mountain twice. So when you come teach us a lesson, Lord, can we learn it the first time and move on? We love you, King. Love you, King. I love this congregation. I love each and every person here, Father. But if we stagnate, then we're dead water. 
I pray for a living water to come and flow out of each and every individual. Holy Spirit, where you have come filled, overflow. Holy Spirit, where you have not come to dwell, come and dwell. Holy Spirit, come and reveal your glory. Come and burn like a fire. Come fan into flame. That coal that has already started. We love you, Father. Amen.